welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. That is me. Howdy ho, neighbor. Hi. Yeah, so here we are. On a nice Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. it's raining outside. It's pouring rain. I'm super stuffed from my mother-in-law's uh, birthday dinner. Wow. Yeah. That sounds it, fantastic. It was fantastic. Anytime I'm eating food out, it's a fantastic time. I love food. The old no dishes cleanup. I oh, like I it. Hate dishes. Yep. And I, don't, I don't like anything to do with like anything. <laughs> if I'm not getting paid to do it and I don't think it's fun, I don't want to do it. It's my mentality in life. There you go. Yeah. My wife calls it laziness. I call it taking a stand. That's right. That's yeah. Right. The man ain't telling me what to do. That's right. Unless he's putting a nickel in my pocket. <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. But here we are, entering week 10. The fantasy season's drawn down upon us. It's coming to an end. Sometimes you got to make decisions like I did today. I uh, took D'Angelo Williams, and I sold him for a first-round pick to the guy that cut him. Cannot believe that. It's like... The Lion King, the I could, circle of life. I couldn't do that on principle alone. If I cut a guy earlier in the offseason, I could not pay a first-round pick just to I, get back. I agree with you. I would not pay on a principle alone, but he is a contender. He is. He's going to win the division. He will win the division. Uh, it made perfect sense for him, seeing that he has my second. And for me, it's it's just one of those years, and we've all had those years, I, and I thanks for the condolence tweets when I tweeted out this morning, where your team's not bad, and you just can't catch a break, and you play every – it just so happens, like, the team you play that week is the highest point getter for the week. And you are the second highest point getter for the week or in the top three. Yep. Still counts as an L either way. Right. It's all about wins and losses, yeah. man. So, I mean, does it make you feel better? Yeah. Because then you end up with a higher pick with a good, you know, with a good team. Right. So, you know, I sell D'Angelo. I have Le'Veon. So it would have been, it wouldn't have been horrible to keep him. But at the same time with my record, the way it is, I have the points, but you know, right now I have the worst. I'm tied with the worst record in the league. I'm two and six, right, or two and seven, mm-hmm. and I just can't. You know, I just can't catch a break. Every team, I have the third most points in the league, and I just can't. It, and right now, it's like almost. It's literally. I would have to win every game, and he'd have to lose every game for me to win a division. Right, right. And for that, it's like if I trade Dan. And this is where we talked about before in D- Dynasty. You know, you should never tank your games. You should always put in the best lineup. It really, it's the quickest way to. Uh, ruin the integrity of the league. Right. And I saw a tweet uh, from uh, Ryan McDonald uh, today, too. He's like, man, in some of my dynasty leagues, I feel like there's more people trying to lose and win. And I definitely want to encourage, if you have a dynasty league, to really, if you're the commissioner, I think, I think the biggest job is a commissioner in a dynasty league because you really shouldn't be vetoing trades or anything. It's, as a commissioner, your biggest job is just to maintain the integrity of the league. Right. Because somebody's, right. somebody's got to put a stop to that. Somebody's got to step up as a commissioner. It's your job. And I'm telling you, that's the first thing that's going to ruin your dynasty league is people tanking. People get mad because this person gets a loss and they shouldn't have got the loss if they would have started you know, anybody else because they won by one point and then they would have made the playoffs and then that person's not mad until they lose in the playoffs to the team that got in that shouldn't have got in. Right. And, I mean, it's just it's really integrity of the league. Everybody should try and win because then all of a sudden you get everybody trying to lose, and then the league's not, you know, it's just not a real good league. And like I said, we have rules in place that you lose draft picks if you do that. Yep. And, and I'm gonna, and I encourage that to, to everyone. Yeah. To have those kind of stiff penalties just to keep it just to keep it on the up and up, man. I mean, everyone wants to feel like 
they have the same, they're playing the same schedule, you know, like, Correct. I mean, if, if a guy's say things line up and, and you play the tanker twice, then that's two free wins opposed to everyone else getting one free win. And it's just, I mean, it's just crap. I don't know. And, and it hurts not only that, but it also hurts the guy that is trying to win who, who knows he can't win it this year, but still he's trying to win. And then instead of coming like with the third pick, Right. You know, he ends up with the sixth pick. Right. He just misses the playoff where he should have had a third, but nobody else set their lineup. And now this guy's pissed off because his team's one of the worst teams in the league. Why? Meanwhile, these guys are are tanking their lineups because, you know. Uh, they just want to get a better yeah, pick. Yeah, because Jordy Nelson got hurt week right. one. So they're little crybabies about it. And they, you know, they bench. They have Jordy Nelson and Kelvin Benjamin. So they, just, they tank the season. Right. And they go, oh, and 13. And now you got this guy who's mad. He might want to quit the league, but he's the one that you want in your league because he's not a tanker. Right. And then once one person quits your league, then somebody else will be like, yeah, you know what? I'm with him, dude. This, this, league's, this league's kind of garbage. And then all this time that you invested, all these trades you made, if you can't refill those spots, all went to nothing. Yeah. And nothing's worse than a crumbling dynasty. I, I mean, I'm luckily, you know, I'm commissioner of almost all my dynasty leagues. Uh, I do a pretty poor job of the podcast listener leagues. This is year one. I got to do... Uh, <laughs> I have co-commissioners, but I, when I come back next year, I plan on putting more time into those ones. Uh, I don't get on there enough because I'm in too many damn leagues. And you know, right now it's even if you see on Twitter, like I, if I have a slow response time, I just have a work right now, swamped, buying a new house, kids, a lot, lot growing on, man. I have a rehab house. Everything's really chaotic right now for me. All right, enough of our personal garbage. And then I was twelve. Oh God, here we go. Get, uh, get off the couch, Rich. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta maintain the league. And again, that's your biggest job as commissioner. Because if you think about it as a dynasty commissioner, I mean, or really any kind of commissioner, like what do you, like you gotta let people make trades. You can't veto a trade, right? That's bad news for a dynasty league. So the big thing your job is to do is to maintain the integrity of the league. And sometimes you gotta lay down the law, man. You gotta say, listen, dude, if you don't set your lineup, man, and you just can't, if we don't want you in the league. Yep. Or I'm setting it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Get your shit together. You know. Otherwise, you gotta get out of the league. That's right. I bought you your first car. I don't care. This is Dynasty. This is way more important my first car. Okay? <laughs> the Dynasty League's going to last longer than that clunker you got me when I was 16. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. So I just want to mention that because I, I am in a Dynasty League that's a couple years old, and we have three teams doing it, and I put a, I put a post on there because I didn't even realize it because, again, I don't – in my leagues, I don't really spend a lot of time on the, like, league and read the form and stuff. I mean, I have so many leagues, I literally go through, set my lineup, and see who's on a waiver wire, and that's it. Like, I don't really spend a lot of time in the league. So I played somebody, and I realized, why are they starting, like, you know, these two guys on bye, you know? And I went through, and I realized he was, oh, I didn't even realize he was, like, oh, and whatever. And I went back and checked, and there's a couple teams doing this. So I wrote to commissioner, and I put a post in the league. I'm like, dude, we got to stop this. And they're like, and of course, the guy's response is, oh, well, you know, nobody says a word until I do it. And it's like, come on, dude. I'm like, it's going to ruin the league. And then half the people said, yeah, so next year we're going to have a rule for it. But, you know, take one, nobody, nobody in the league besides me. And then here we are entering, it was week nine right. to say something. Right. It's like, come on, cause, and that's the thing. So, so many other people are going to be like, ooh, nice. He's not starting, you know, he's starting Le'Veon Bell versus me this week. Ooh, yeah, nice. Right, right. The people that are benefiting it, benefiting from it normally don't speak up. Yeah, the and I saw it right away versus me, over. and I spoke right. up because it's kind of like, dude, this isn't good. Like, I don't want, I don't even want to win that way. Right. Unless it's getting the playoffs. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody will start somebody by accident, you know, or leave a you know, guy hurt in there because they, they found out last second they're busy. You know, that'll happen. It's just on a week-in, week-out basis. Every once in a while, it does happen. Yep. This has turned into the integrity episode. I guess so. Word them up. Word up, G. So, 
Moving on to uh, better issues in Dynasty. Speaking of integrity, um, how about the loss of integrity in Deion Lewis's ACL? Mm. Uh, mm. I thought I knew you better, ACL. I know, man. This isn't the first time you let me down. It's. I think that is his first ACL. Is it his first ACL? Yeah. Well, he, he had a broken leg he had broken in leg. Cleveland. Yep. But he, I thought he had an ACL in college. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, Deion Lewis going down. He's probably been a big part of a, uh, a lot of people's success this year. Another another running back down, man. Buy low. Yeah. Buy low. He's on I mean, he two, signed. Yeah, I think he's he's on the two year deal. They just they just re-signed him. And that's um, two more years, not for next year. It's a right. two. It's a two. It was a two year extension. So he's there for two years. He's still young. Uh, you know how these ACL surgeries nowadays are pretty phenomenal. Yeah, he's only twenty five years old. So yeah, I would expect him to come back and be a big part of their two thousand and sixteen plans. Yeah, I mean Legarrette Blunt's only gonna get fatter, right? I mean, I don't think weight's his problem. I think like slow not, slowness. I just don't like him. Yeah, he's kind of a plotter. And obviously Deion Lewis is the exact opposite of a plotter. <laughs> if so. you ever ask me on Twitter, like who who should I start? Legarrette Blunt or I'm just gonna like the other guy. Or, I mean, unless it's like something like blatantly obvious. I don't ever he does well. He's a you know good fantasy play. It's just I don't ever trust a dude. Right. Well, it's hard uh to trust any of those New England backs, but Deion Lewis kind of he established himself in the passing game, which is something that is you know, you actually can rely on week in and week out. Yeah, I offered you just literally seven days ago. I know. I wanted Deion Lewis instead of Chris Ivory, and uh you told me he's not for sale. That's right. Shucks. I, I'm still glad I didn't make that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't using him much this year anyway because I, I have a ton of running backs, but I, I'd rather have him than. Yeah, and I mean, and at the same time, most people, everybody picked him off the waiver wire this year, Absolutely. so it's not like it was free. It was good while it lasted, right? You know what I mean, and those guys come and go. You know, where they you get them on the waiver wire, they get, they do really good, and then maybe next year they don't do anything at all, and it was just that one year, a la uh, what's his face from the Texans, uh, uh Slayton. Yeah, Steve Slayton, mm-hmm. one year of phenomenalism and then never seen again. Right. Uh, you'll have guys like that. Yeah, you will. And but I think he. You I know, think DM comes back. And I think Dion comes back though. So don't don't go selling off your shares just because he's injured or anything. Yeah, I say buy low. Not like maybe not right now, or yeah, maybe now. Maybe the guy needs a running back now because Dion Lewis put him into a surprise contention. Yep. And he's like, wow, now I can compete because I had Dion Lewis. I need somebody. Maybe you can have D'Angelo Williams, and you're not competing like me, and you can get a first for him. Same thing. I picked D'Angelo Williams off the waiver wire. Right. And I turned him into a first. You picked Chris Ivey off and got Eric Decker for me. For, you know, yep. those are the best kind of returns. And it's free cash, man. Yeah, exactly. And I said, no matter what, I was like, man, D'Angelo is doing really good. He could really help me. I was like, I picked him off the waiver wire. And I know I can get. And I woke up today. I was like, I'm selling. When I, looked, when I saw that I lost, I was like, I'm selling D'Angelo Williams today to yep. the highest bidder. Yep. I started making phone calls. I started making texts. I got offered like Tevin Coleman. Uh, I was reaching out to teams that kind of need that, you know, that they're in a hunt that needed a running back. And I had one person interested in giving me a first. Another person, I told the other person, hey, this is why you should do it. Uh, I have another team interested. And he's like, yep, let's do it. I can compete this year. And same thing, like his team's not gloriously great in like a dynasty team, but he has a chance. And D'Angelo Williams is going to, ex- you know, exponentially, <laughs> you know, it's going to help him tremendously. Well, I mean, the guy's scoring a ton of points when Le'Veon Bell isn't in the lineup. I mean, yeah. he- like 30 points. So he's averaging like around 30 points when D'Angelo Williams, or I mean, when Le'Veon Bell isn't in the game. And players like that will single-handedly when you get, because you just need, you just need average games for male. So if you have right. that one guy, because then when we come to the playoff game, you know, like for example, if you have, say you have Antonio Brown on your team, he scores 50 points and you're in the playoffs, it's going to be extremely hard to overcome that. Like it, you will single-handedly lose because of that one performance. 
Yes. So th- that guy will single-handedly beat the other team is what you're saying. Because, yeah, he's going to yep. give the extra 20 points when you only need 10 is what's going to put you over the edge. And somebody like D'Angelo Williams where he might be the edge that you're looking for. Yep. Why you want to trade for somebody like that right now. Because, again, is it is he going to be back a backup year next year? Yeah, but who's to say Le'Veon Bell gets hurt every year? It seems, you know, he's not injury prone, but he's starting to get kind of that. He gets nicked, man. Yeah. He does. And D'Angelo Williams is there. He's shown he can succeed. So, yeah, you're training for him. Yes, he's a backup next year, but one injury away from this is what he gets you. Yep. So, to me, is he worth? To me, is he worth the first? Like, it depends on where you're at. It definitely. De- I mean, if you're making a run right now, and and you know maybe Deion Lewis went down, yeah, D'Angelo would be a great replacement. And that's where I valued him at. That's mm-hmm. what I said. I was like, I'm not taking anything. Like, I'm gonna take my best offer, but I know I can get a first today for him. You'll yep. definitely come up to that huge game. I was like, I can get a first from a competitor, competitor, competitor. A competitor? A Peter. A Peter. A Piper? Oh my God. So don't touch my Peter. No, that'd be that'd be it's that's illegal. Right. That's right. Thirty seven states. <laughs> you know this is illegal today in uh, a state. Um oh gosh. Uh DraftKings and FanDuel. Yeah, they they actually came down. What was it, New York? Uh yeah. Attorney General came and, down and said those are illegal gambling. It's I'm telling you guys, we were literally ta- it's funny because we were talking about that this weekend we had a guy's night out. And I actually met a semi professional DFS player. Uh, he gave me some tips and everything. I did, did the best I ever did. I scored 230 points in uh, DraftKings and a million dollar competitor. I came in 3,000th place. I won like 80 bucks out of that. But I heard like what these guys do. And it's, you really don't have a fair chance. Like if you play if you play in the big tournaments, you really don't have a fair chance. These guys spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these algorithms to play this. And these are the guys that always win. The reason it was legal in the first place is because they had proof that these same guys always win. Because this is what they do. You you know, if you play the smaller stuff, you have a chance to win. But still, I mean, it's more for fun, and you're not going to become rich off of it. Right. So, but yeah, now it's illegal in uh, New York. Yeah. So it's the first domino spot. I said it's in Nevada as well. And it's kind of like, reminds me of like the online poker. It does. You know I mean? That's exactly how is it was. Actually, my wife asked me about it today, and I told her, it was I was like, this sounds or feels just like the online poker. Yeah. You, you didn't think, you're like, dude, online poker is not going to become illegal, dude. Right. It's a game of skill. You know what I mean? It's like poker. It's a game of skill. Right. And the next thing you woke up, you can't play poker. You're like, what the hell do you mean I can't play online poker? Right. And I mean, my standpoint on this is like, I enjoy playing the DraftKings and everything. And, but to me, it's just like, I know definitely after this week, like I had Antonio Brown, D'Angelo, I, Let's put it. I scored 230 points. It's a really good week. I came in 3,000th place. That's ridiculous. It's man. the best lineup I ever had. And right. I won 680, but it's like, dude, come on. Like, you know what I had Delaney? I feel if I had Delaney Walker, well, I probably would have done a little bit better. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's not a game. It's not, it's not, everybody does not have a fair chance. Nope. And I, I think, it, honestly, it kind of hurts fantasy football a little bit because I can see some people like, I'm just going to play this, you know? And then even now, people not send their lineups. So I got to just play DraftKings the rest of the year. So I think it kind of hurts fantasy football a little bit. I've honestly never played. I didn't. No? I never. I didn't really like the concept of it. Um, it's kind of very wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. I'm, I, I'm more of a long term relationship type of guy. I know that's why you just play Dynasty. That's right. And I can see how easily it is. Like you put like twenty bucks in and it's gone. Like oh, I want to play again. So you put like you're putting small increments of money in, and after like sixteen weeks of fantasy, you know, you just did ten bucks a week. All of a sudden, you're in like one hundred sixty bucks. You're like, oh wow. Right. I can't go to the movies tonight and see Spectre. Oh, man, I did not get to see Spectre. Me neither. I'm so angry. But I'm going soon. I'm going soon also. Real soon. I think I'm going to play, like, when I get out of, like, work. I've, see, I'm so busy, I have no time, but, like, I'm finding, trying to find time, that two-hour window, say, tell my wife, like, hey, got to go grab uh, some groceries or 
Hey, hey there's this new uh, dress I saw, I think, about getting for Christmas. <laughs> I got to do some Christmas shopping. I'll be back. Yeah. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to go check out some stuff for you. For, I'm going to go buy you stuff for, for Christmas. Ooh, okay, have fun. Nothing puts me in the, mm-hmm. the mood for Christmas shopping like mm-hmm. Spectre. <laughs> sure, come back. You find anything good? Oh, yeah, I did. Did All I kinds ever. of good things. Ton- but I hid it. Mm-hmm. So don't try to find mm-hmm. it. They're all out to order it online. <laughs> so don't, honey, don't check the mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, Deion Lewis is out for the year. Uh, another guy who's out for a little while, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yeah, two to four or two to six weeks, uh, lacerated kidney, partially lacerated, yeah, and like a torn uh, abdomen muscle too. Put uh, Keen Allen out for the year. Yeah, that's and now it puts Andrew Luck. It's weird, two kidney. Uh, yeah, you never hear about it. I mean, I've heard of a couple of people get, like, lacerated spleens and stuff yeah. like that, but never a kidney. And in Chris Sims' career, they had to take that spleen out. Right. So, Andrew Luck kind of... But, I mean, at the same time, he's pretty much been hurting you all year. So, like, him going out doesn't really... Right. I, I was looking at it the other day, and, like, him and Ryan Fitzpatrick have pretty much the same amount of points, like, within, like, five or ten points. That's it's gross, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Meanwhile, the Andy Dalton, the ginger ninja, is out there killing it. Killing it, man. Yeah. So, if you have Andrew Luck... Doesn't hurt his dynasty value. They obviously have to t- draw. You know, they have to draw attention to their offensive line. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, he's getting killed. I mean, literally. I mean, lacerated. <laughs> he's literally getting killed. <laughs> literally. Yeah. I mean, God, man, he's. That's funny that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally, he's literally getting killed. And you're right. And I mean, that's not how you treat your franchise quarterback. So. So if you're a Frank Gore owner, I mean. You might want to see the Frank Gore might be. I think Frank Gore is a good buy right now. If you do have Deion Lewis, or like you know, we mentioned D'Angelo. Everybody knows Frank Gore is a, a, you know older. He hasn't really like overly performed this year. If somebody's not competing, or you see somebody who's not starting on a weekly basis, Frank Gore might be a good buy right now too. Like you told me earlier, Chazemski he's going, he wants to focus on the run more. Yeah, he's focusing on the run. It sounds like they really simplified things a little bit for the offense. They got it moving. I mean, twenty eight carries for Frank Gore. I mean, he got he only got eighty three yards, but he did get the touchdown. He got a, a nineteen yard catch too. So it's a pretty decent fantasy day. Yeah, he had twenty eight carries, right? Oh, uh, yep, twenty eight. Yeah, carries. that's a lot of carries. Yep. And now with Andrew Luck out there. They're going to be riding him even harder, I, I would imagine. Yeah, ride that pony. That's right. So if you're a luck to owner, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Maybe buy low on luck. Nah, you know it's going to sell him. You never know. You never know. You, know, you never know who's going to sell who. I mean, how many, like, okay, let's, let's jump in here. Jump ahead in your notes here, for example. Okay. I think, this is like, I think there's a couple guys in our notes that we can actually like kind of talk about here about this. Sammy Watkins. Yes. People have been down on Sammy Watkins for about a year and a half now because he didn't come in the scene like everybody else did and just blow it up because of injuries. Right. Had a really big game. Eight catches, 168 yards, and touchdown. That's right. It wasn't just a game where, like, oh, he just, he just had a game. He looked really good. He looked like Sammy Watkins that I believe in why my Twitter avatar has Sammy Watkins on the cover of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the kind of Sammy I was used to seeing in college for sure. People were selling Sammy Watkins in the beginning of the year, midseason. That's ridiculous. He's the number one overall pick. Yeah. Jordan Matthews had a big game this week, and we were talking about him. He probably do a little bit bad because of his hand. He had a hand injury. Right, right. You got to be patient with these young guys. You have to be patient. So you're like, oh, nobody's going to sell Andrew Luck. People were like jumping on that Sammy. People were, you know, Sammy, we were talking, you were training up to get Sammy everything he possibly could, and then people were like, oh, he's in Buffalo. He's going to suck. Blah, blah, blah. Him and Tyrod look pretty good together. Absolutely, man. Tyrod's a pretty talented guy. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know what really exactly what they had there, but he looks like he can run an NFL offense. I like him. Yeah. And I think he 
as a chance for success. I think he could be like the solution there for for the next few years at least. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. I don't think yeah, he's definitely not the problem in Buffalo. Right. Um, you know, but Sammy Watkins looks really really good, and he's something that you could have bought like four or five months ago for at least what less value than what he was worth. And then we always tell, you know, at the end of the year, we always talk about guys like that, like at the end of the year, like the rookies that don't succeed going into next year early. The guys that were like high first round picks and like say you're in like week four of the following year and somebody's looking to make trades, like those are the guys you want to target because some people are just, you know, what have you done for me lately? And they don't realize these guys take a couple of years, some longer than others, that you could buy these guys. And Now, granted, one game from Sammy Watkins isn't like, oh, he's back. He's, this is it. Right. But it's still Sammy Watkins. He's a beast. Yeah, he's still. Sh- I think. <clears throat> I mean, I'm I'm definitely not selling him. I guess I get your point that some people are a little skittish about uh about people, especially when they don't come along as fast as you want them to. But I just see it on Twitter. That's why. I mean, I see. I I probably had over the last six months. I probably got hundred, two hundred Sammy Watkins trade questions. And unless it was like ridiculous, I always took the Sammy. You know, mostly the Sammy side. It's right. like no Sammy, dude. You can't. It's been, it's not even been a full calendar year almost, you know, you got to take the Sammy side, but I only say that because I see it on Twitter. That's I mean, granted, I see some of the craziest questions ever on Twitter. It's like, you know, but then I think at the same time, you have to put in perspective where some people just play fantasy casually. Yeah, you're right. You know, then there's a lot of dynasty people are diehards, but some people are just casual fantasy players. So them, some, you know, simple question to us. Might not or be. Or most right. of you listening to it might not be as simple to them because they don't really, you know, they have their home team. They follow that. But that's about, you know, they have outside, other stuff going outside on. Outside of that, yeah, right. They, fo- just, they just follow stats that. every once in a while. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. I assure you football is very different to you and I than most of the population in the world. That's true. Yeah. it's My wife says, you love the Browns. Because we're freaks. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's my wife, my children. I, I was hoping that would be next. My friends. Okay, good, good. Most of my friends <laughs> than the Browns. All right, good. Literally at dinner today, somebody asked me, uh, my brother-in-law, he's like, are you uh, renewing your tickets next year? I'm like, and I literally, this is my response. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm renewing my tickets. I was like, I will never not renew my tickets, dude. I was like, I'm committed. Yeah. He's like, how do you support that garbage? I'm like, listen, man, because when they're good, it will all be worth it. Yeah. When I'm old. And gray. When is that going to be? When I'm old <laughs> and I'm gray, it will finally be worth it. <laughs> All right, good. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what I spend. Yeah. In the end, if we win once, it was all worth it. Because I'll never let it go. All right. It'll be 30 years later. But well, we won that one we, time. We did it. You son of a bee. Get off my lawn. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, Sammy Watkins falls in that category we were talking about before. Jordan Matthews falls in that category. Um, I'm trying to think, like, same thing like Melvin Gordon. Like, I'm not giving up on Melvin Gordon this year because he's doing bad this year. I mean, that offensive line is terrible. They're really bad, too, yeah. It, and it's not even – it's it's literally – they've had – if you looked at the stat earlier in the year, they've had so many different offensive linemen there. I mean, G.J. Fluker the other day looked ter- – I mean, he was just all over the place. Melvin Gordon – I mean, Danny Woodhead's doing phenomenal, but it's in the passing game. Right, it's all in the, it's all in the passing game. You There's know. no holes there. I mean, Melvin Gordon needs a hole. He's an explosive back. He needs well, a hole. Most running backs do. I mean, yeah, Danny Wood had yes. only had 33 yards, yeah, you know, rushing or whatever. So, yeah, it is all in the passing game. And Galvin, Gordon's shown some stats, but he might be somebody that he falls in this category. Like, it's worth trying to go get him now because the upside's still there. Because when, when they fit the offensive line, fixed offensive line, they'll be better. That's right. You know, the same thing like Devontae Freeman, former first-round pick in your dynasty rookie draft, and look at him this year. You wouldn't trade him for the world. Well, I train him for the world, but yeah, 
world is not enough. Sorry, James Bond theme. Go <laughs> Can't ahead. Can't get enough of it. But like, you know what I'm talking about? Like Melvin Gordon right now would be somebody like that people would consider. You know why he's just like the third overall pick in the rookie draft. But at the end of the year, people are like, oh, I'll take a, I'll take a first form. I'll give a first form. Yeah, absolutely. You know why? He's one year season in the same offense, learning the NFL game. Absolutely, I'll give him. So he falls in that category. Same thing. Like people are like, oh, Nelson Algalore. You know, he didn't do he didn't do anything this year. It's like. Just wait for it. Yeah, and the Odell Beckham class, I think, is going to tar- it's going to take a couple of years to kind of wipe that shine off of that class for how well it did. Well, yeah, I think it definitely raised everyone's expectation of rookies in general. So, yeah, and if you're blowing up, I mean, these these are the guys you want to target. Guys that are, it's always good to you know the guys that have been fir- first that were first round picks within the last couple of years mm-hmm. that you can acquire definitely for a first round pick, uh, or hopefully less than that, like a, a seasoned veteran. Um, Big Ben got hurt this week. Um, the sky is blue, the <laughs> ocean is wet, and uh, Big Ben got hurt again. I'll say this, though. Like, Big Ben, like, his knee injury, it's like, two dick. he's out for a while. And yeah, he'll pop right back, like, one week. That maybe. foot injury? I'm yeah. like, ooh, he's out for a while. I know. I'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, he might even play this week, they said. He's a tough dude, man. Yeah, he is. I think, honestly, I think he is, when it comes to underrated NFL players, he is, and I've said it, I've literally said this for a couple years now, uh, he is, and I'm not even a huge Steelers fan, but he's one of the most underrated players. He is a phenomenal quarterback. He's just big. He's strong. He's talented. And he's good. I mean, look, we, and the, you could just the pound of production you get from Antonio Brown when Big Ben in there is in there. I mean, look at that streak he had of five catches and 50 plus yards when Big Ben's in there. And then all of a sudden he leaves. It's like, oh, there goes the streak. There it goes. I mean, this week it was. So unfortunately, yeah. So unfortunately, I mean, the, those guys. Their their value kind of is tied directly to Big Ben, mm-hmm. so I mean I guess that's the big talking point there in the Big Ben. Other than his injury himself, I mean Antonio Brown, I would expect a dip in his numbers coming up. A this slight week. dip, yeah. Well, I mean obviously compared to last week, there's going to be a dip no matter what. Yeah, because you then you now you stack the box against the Angel and you ask Jarvis Land or Landry Jones to beat you. Well, I mean the Browns stacking the box is kind of a joke. In and of itself, so unfortunately, yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how much that'll help, and and the Browns' secondary is depleted with a whole ton of injuries. Um, but the guy throwing the guy throwing him the ball just isn't the same. So let me uh, let me put it this way: I have a, uh, I have Big Ben and Matt Ryan in the league, and I uh, picked up Landry Jones to start this week versus the Browns. I'm like, I feel okay about this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because uh, what Matt Ryan's on a bye, right? Yes. Yeah. So now, yeah, I wouldn't. And Big Ben's got a boo boo. I wouldn't feel horrible. No, I was like, I told him Brown still catch the ball, dump yeah. off to D'Angelo. I mean, it's it's just not going to be the same. I don't think for the other guys, obviously. So no, not good at all. Um, let's talk about somebody else who's not hurt and who's a new starter. Yeah, we've been talking about it a little bit though. Antonio Andrews in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I think I, we gave him a little bit of a, everyone a little bit of a heads up on him last week. Mm-hmm. We said there's really nobody that I love how I said last week. Who do you want to start? Who do you really want in Tennessee? Delaney Walker. That's it. And then yeah. Delaney come, Walker comes out with an asterisk, right? And has a really good game. Yeah, he did have. Uh, he had seven catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns, which is great. But I mean, I think he caught three tipped balls. So I mean, did you say tits? Three tits. Three tipped balls. I saw that in Total Recall once. <laughs> you only watched that once, Rich? <laughs> so, and one of the the long one, like the 61 yard or whatever, yeah, was off a tip. It was pass. a crazy play. So, I mean, those are kind of fluky stats. That um, play was tits. That, that tits times three. Um, so, 
I guess don't just don't read into that too much. I mean, you can look at guys like Antonio Andrews who who carried the bar called carried the ball 19 times for 88 yards. I mean, obviously they they said that that he was going to be the workhorse back, and he, and he really is. And then another guy to come out of that game, obviously, other than Marcus Mariota, who had a sweet game, is is DGB. They said, hey, we're going to get this guy more involved, and he got 10 targets. Yep, five catches for 77 yards, second most yards on the team. Right. So that's, yeah, and that's really encouraging for DGB. Again, he's somebody that we preached all summer long right. that we loved. End up slipping in your dynasty rookie drafts as it was. He went from like six value overall to like. 10th, 11th, 12th. I know you picked him in 12th in the Nerds yep. League. Yep. And uh, really encouraging because he does look good. And this is a guy that, you know, for not playing for a year, he's going he's gonna to need time. Absolutely. But, and it looks like it looks like he's, you know, actually now he's going to get a little bit of an opportunity with Malarkey there at uh, at the head coach position yeah. instead of Wisenhunt, who is like a totally opposed to, to rookies and young, yeah. younger players. I agree. I mean, I don't think there's any Malarkey about it. DGB is going to be stud. There you go. And Mariota took no sacks. They did some, they did some like simplifying of the offense and he's going to be good. Offensive line shuffles. Yeah. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 28 of 39 for 371. Big game, man. Huge game. Huge game. Him and him and James both are going to be good. Yeah. Like it's it, like, Five years from now, we're going to be like, oh, those were solid one-two picks. I got them both in one league. That's solid. That's oh, I know. Solid. Yeah, you made that trade for yep. him. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you're, like, you literally don't have to worry about quarterback for 10 years. Nope. That's such, like, a relief. Like, when you come to your rookie drafts. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to worry about it. You just, eh, man. I mean, if, if somebody, like, fell into your lap, that's, like, a perfect fit. Sure, go for it. But, I mean, I don't have to pick any of those guys. Yeah, but that's second round value. Right, and that's, right. That's where you usually find, like, you find, I know I'd have to meet with, like, Ryan Tannehill one year. Like, he just slipped, like, late to the second round. And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking Tannehill. Yeah, I'm taking right. Tannehill. I even need him. Right. But. Yeah, that's what's great. That's what's great about having a young stud QB and then taking another and getting another young quarterback. I, I actually lines. have Teddy in that league too, so I'm like, I'm gonna have to ship one of these guys. You'll, out. Oh, you'll ship one. Yeah. Well, that's what you. That's what you hope. You they're both turning into studs. Teddy's reliable, right? And they're like, you know, not right now, but like five years from now, they're in that like Drew Brees, Tom Brady kind of category where you can actually get good value for one of those right. guys. Absolutely. And for one and you could literally deal one and it doesn't affect your team whatsoever. Yeah. Cuz that's the thing with a quarterback, you really only need one good quarterback. You're going to start him every single week. The probability probability of them getting hurt is very slim. Right. So Especially with all the rules nowadays. Yeah, you don't if you have it's not really a good idea whatsoever to stockpile like really good quarterbacks. It's a really bad decision. I mean, it's not bad if you have your whole roster stockpiled to have a bunch of them too, but I mean, no, I mean that's fine. But even then, it is kind of bad because you should be dealing for draft picks or or veteran players to help you win now in a, you know something like that. But they're always they're always good chips. We'll put it that way. If you have two, but like if, I'm saying, a position like you with Teddy Bridgewater, who I like as well, it would be a really bad idea. And I'm not selling sell now. You want to wait because the value is going to go up. But in a couple of years, like you'd want to sell. For like good value, yep. In a couple of years, it's a really good investment. But you know, the the point of that is like you know, same thing. Like for me, having Drew Brees in the Nerds League for like the last twelve, thirteen years is I've never had to worry. Same thing. I let the quarterbacks come to me, like the Andy Dalton's, Tannehills. I let those guys come to me because I don't even have to worry about quarterback. I'm taking running backs, receivers, or tight ends. No matter what, that's what I'm taking. It doesn't matter. You know how much we did we preach Jameis Winston this year. I picked before he went, and it's like I'm not taking Jameis, even though I think he's worthy of a top five dynasty rookie pick. And that's what that we preached that we thought he was worth a top five rookie pick. Right. We understood where quarterbacks go in rookie drafts, but if you needed one, same reason like the guy who took Jameis in our league, he traded back from three to five for Jameis. Right, right, right. And people were like, "Oh, you could take an Al Galore, you could take a DGB." 
Well, he had no quarterback. And look, and that's the guy who I traded his first first because for Jameis, now he's got Carson Palmer and you know Jameis, which is a really good combo to have right now. But quarterbacks don't hold much value. But if you don't have one, you're not going to win anything. Absolutely. So they are still the most important fantasy players, but they're also the easiest player to get. They are the easiest, like, big-time top 12, you know, player to get. They're easy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know those girls. Mm-hmm. Easy breezy. Uh, but Antonio Andrews, going back to the whole Tennessee uh, argument there, you know, Bishop Sankey. Zero carries. Zero point zero. I don't, I don't even know if he got on the field. Zero point well, they took him off kick returns. We mentioned I, that last week. I don't think he got any plays, snaps, nothing. When do I? He's not very good. He hangs out with uh, Yogi Bear. He's boo boo. <laughs> he is boo boo. Hey, yo, boo boo. <laughs> you boo boo. So another boo boo running back out from that team. Terrence you know, West got cut. Got right? cut. Signed him to the uh, Ravens practice squad, which is at least encouraging. He, you know, Monty Ball gets cut, and he's just out there, you know, washing cars. Well, yeah, t- I guess Baltimore they really liked him in the draft, and they the whole reason to Brown straight up for him because they thought Baltimore was going to take right. him. Right. Well, they should just let him. And he's from there, yeah, which might yeah. help him. He went to Townsend, which is in Baltimore. So I mean, if you're a T West owner, I mean, I think his biggest problem too has been his attitude. That, no, that is totally. I mean, that and he dances too much in the backfield. But um, you're going to Baltimore is going to. I think out of all the, one of the spot, that's a good spot for him to go to. It's definitely a good spot. I mean, they've got an aging running back there, and then not much else. No, Buck, Buck Allen is a receiving back. I don't see him being any type of future feature back or anything like that. And Talia Farrow hasn't done much. Nope. To show you that he's anything special. So is it a long shot? Yes, but yeah, if Terrence West is on your waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get Terrence West for like a fifth round pick, yep, or maybe a fourth round pick, it's worth the gamble, is what I guess I would say. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like it's a long shot, but no longer shot than a fourth round rookie pick is going to be, anyways. Right. And him going to Baltimore, I just think, I think for that spot for me, like that's if it's gonna ever work, this is where it's gonna work. This is like the stars aligning for him. Kind of like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl like this year in his hometown to become like all time greatest quarterback in history. Like stars are aligning. Well, let's not crown him yet. No, we won't. <laughs> Bengals look good, man. Uh so I mean Terrence so Antonio Andrews, I mean, this is a guy that's getting carries. Sell, sell. He's a jag. He's a he's a plotter, but uh, I mean I I'm I'm starting him this week. He's startable, yeah. I mean I, he averaged four, him, he had yeah. four point six car- you know, yards per carry. Yeah. He's but I just don't. I don't see any long term. I don't see any success. Yeah, I don't see it. They'll be looking for another guy next year. What that? Way. Yeah. If you got him, great. Use him now. But if you can, if you can sell him, yeah. Sell. If you don't need him, sell. Just sell, sell, sell to somebody like you know the person is Deion Lewis. See what you can get. You yep. know, maybe you can get like somebody like uh like a Josh Gordon. You know, somebody that's gonna come back next year that might do well i'm just probably hold on to antonio andrews for oh that. get out of here uh, dude i got no faith in josh gordon i have a little faith i've got no i faith. got this much smaller than a microphone i'm just head. holding on to antonio andrews josh gordon's a dude can't get out of his own way man no he's bad news. him and johnny manzel are knuckleheads they're both knuckleheads yeah 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 johnny manzel's not starting this week probably well, he might because of injuries, but they said Josh McCown's going to basically start. if Josh if Josh McCown has a pulse the rest of the year, Johnny Manziel's going to be on the bench. Because what it comes down to is Jared Goff is going to be a Cleveland Brown next year. The top ten I looked at uh, on Twitter, they tweet out the top ten picks. Yeah, nobody needs a quarterback besides like one other team. 
in the Browns oh, or if they're, you Don't know. be surprised if Matt Stafford goes somewhere, if that whole place gets cleared out. That's eh, a possibility. Yeah. They might be number one pick, too. Well, they do right, have the number one they, pick. As of right now. Yeah. Yeah. As of right now, they do have the number one pick. But I'd be, I would be surprised if they took I mean, I Depends would be. Depends on who they bring in, man. Mildly surprised. Uh, but at the same time, I, I made a bold prediction today. What's that? At dinner. I was like, cause I, I feel like the Browns are in a clean house again. Oh, they're. T- <laughs> You Next coach of the Cleveland Browns. Think? You ready for my bold prediction? Uh, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame. You heard it here first. Wow. Will be the next coach of the Cleveland Browns. You think he's going to make the leap, huh? I I feel like he would make the leap, yes, uh-huh. for a professional. I feel like I feel like he would. And that's just just my no, – what am I basing that on? It's, I'm pulling the Bush Davis. It's my gut feeling. My gut just feeling. my gut. My gut feeling says – he, no, I'm not Cooter. Can we Jim get Bob can, can we just get uh, Butch Davis back? He was like our best coach. He was our best coach. Can uh, we get Butch Davis on the podcast? <laughs> Hell no, I'm not coming on your crap dynasty podcast. <laughs> my gut says no. Oh, dynasty! I want to talk about is Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest show on turf. No, that was St. Louis. Yeah, um, close enough. <laughs> so yeah, Tennessee. I mean, here we are. One week. Look at this. Last week we were talking about what do you want on Tennessee, but now you're looking at it, you're like, I want uh, Marcus Mariota. I'll take Delaney Walker, and I want DGB. Yeah, I mean, I think DGB going forward should stay involved, it looks like. So that that's a good, great sign. I mean, he might be able to be a guy in a few weeks. That if he proves it, that you can plug in your wide receiver three and, mm-hmm. and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got the size. His, his big thing will be red zone threat. Uh, on the other side of the field, too, Brandon Cook's another good game, too. Again, somebody who's, like, really worried about him early in the season, he's had a really good last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah he's only 22. Absolutely. Him He's and, and uh, Willie Sneed put up another decent game. Yeah, Willie Sneed had another good game, man. It's like they're locked in over there. Like yeah. one, two. Those two guys, yeah, they really got it going on. Yeah, and so another uh, team I want to talk about that I'm really excited about, like, is there, is there really, at this point, ahead of the Packers, almost, a better team dynasty-wise that if you could pick, like, one team to have almost all their players, than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles, you could start. Yeah. Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson are top 18 fantasy wide receivers, both of them. TJ Yeldon looks like he's slowly getting better every single week. And if you had to start, I mean, Julius Thomas come back from injury. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. Jacksonville Jaguars, we said last year that we liked what they're building here. And look at, look at what they have here, man. It's really good. I would love, you could literally start, like we said before, Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson every week. Yeah, I think they were like the only two receivers to be at like seven hundred yards, six hundred, six hundred yards at this mm-hmm. point in the, in the season since like a long time. Yeah, it was done once before with uh crap. I can't remember now. I can't remember either. Mm. But I mean, they're, they're, it's so, been a long time. It was two really good receivers, right? I think it was like oh, it was, it was Randy, Randy Moss, Moss in New England and uh Wes, and Wes Welker. Welker. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, both came back to us both at the same time. Yeah, weird. Oh, we're. We think so much alike. <laughs> We're besties. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Who would have thought? I, I mean, a couple of years back. England's team. Come it, on. It makes <laughs> the London Jaguars. The London Jaguars, man. That's what they basically are. Um, so, I mean, as a Browns fan, it gives me hope. Maybe they'll clear out these bums and bring in some good people, and, and maybe our team can be good in a couple of years, too. It's happening quick, man. And it all starts yeah. with the quarterback, and Blake Bortles is getting better. He's getting a little bit better. You can literally start him just about. He's a startable quarterback. Yeah, he looks good, man. He's, he, you know, he, Alan Hearns, five catches, 122, touchdown. I was with Mike over the weekend. 
Yeah, uh, you know, you know, Mike. At loves Dyson Alan and Mike. Hearns, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you, I, I feel bad because like if you just started listening to the podcast like this year, like just during football season, you have no idea who Mike is. Who is this Dynasty Mike character? Who's our co-host? Yeah. Who had a baby girl two months ago? And he's taking a season off from podcasting. You know, say he might come back for the hundredth episode. Cool. Which would be cool. Because that's only a few away, isn't it? Uh, it is like three away. Yeah, cool. We're going to give away a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Awesome. I know that. Somebody's getting a sweet gift. Somebody's getting uh, a, a nice Christmas gift. But he's like, he's like, Alan, we were talking like Dynasty, like player account that we loved, you know, that turned out to be really good. And he's like, nothing will ever top Alan Hearns from now. Oh, yeah. He's like, I told everybody. That Nobody is, was listening. That is it. He was screaming it on rooftops. But I think he preached it so much, like a lot of our listeners jumped on that bandwagon. I, yeah, I mean, it. I hope so. Yeah, me too. But I mean, I mean, can you think of another team that if you had to pick like all their like position players, you could only start them? I mean, I'm sure we. I mean, I was down. thinking, I was thinking about like Atlanta. I mean, or Denver, but I mean, but that's even but, even there. There's some holes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in Atlanta, you have one receiver in right, Julio. Right. You right. have the running back, but you have no tight end. Right. Jacob Tammy. Right. You know, and Matt Ryan. Here you get two receivers. You get a running back who's not Devontae Freeman. You get a tight end, and you have a quarterback. Right. Right. Just it's a really good shares that I would love to have a lot of Jaguars. And Allen Robinson, who I loved coming out. I mean, I won the Browns draft. I loved him coming out of Penn State. He's a beast. Yeah. And Allen Hurts just keeps a, stopping him. The, the league is literally littered with players I wish the Browns would draft, and they don't draft any of them. Nope. And they're all awesome. They're all awesome. And the Browns. Meanwhile, we take Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel in the first round. Everybody else takes Odell Beckham, Brandon Cooks. You know the good guys. Whatever. Who needs players? Eh, not us. We still buy tickets. We got a lot. We have a lot of big fat guys. True story. And uh, you know, speaking of a guy coming off of uh, this has. I'm trying to make a transition here. That's not going to work. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hear this then. Speaking of a guy that's coming off of a team that wasn't as good before. Okay. That's better now. This is getting really smooth. And he looks good. Okay. Now, where he did, you know, kind of looked okay times before. Tangel Williams. Oh, wow. Yeah. The guy I sold earlier he had a huge week. I know I said I made the trade, but he had a monster game. I mean, between him and Antonio Brown, I think you got 500 plus yards of offense. So that's I beat what, you in the Reality Sports Online League with those two alone. Yeah. Just basically those two guys beat me. Yeah. I had them both. Yep. You had them both starting against me. You squeaked one out on me. I squeaked it out? No, you beat me pretty handily. Ha <laughs> ha, that's what happens when two guys get you 100 points. That's what, that's what happens. You don't want to make Rich mad. That's what... He won't like Rich when he's mad. <laughs> or is it angry? It's angry. All of the above. Yep. Um, d- Down in uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. Moving, Charles Sims. Moving along, Charles Sims. Charles Sims, 8 carries, 78 yards, 9.8 yards per carry. Doug Martin, 11 carries, 31 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is what we kind of, ex- like, have been warning people about Doug Martin. He's going to have these flub games where you're just like, dude, really? Yeah, he's like a kitty roller coaster. A four, you know, like a four Highs point. Highs and lows. Or no, whatever, five, six point, you know, PBR game where you're just like, come on, dude, you just got me like 30 points last week. And I'm, you know, relying on some kind of production. And then you get these bomb games. So that's why we've been kind of telling you to sell Doug Martin shares if you got them and... Hopefully you listened. I don't know. I've tried in my uh in my league amongst like the like you know I, I'm in a league where I play against like Rotoviz Dynasty Football Warehouse like the actual other Dynasty sites. Right. It's just all of us like writers or owners of the sites, whatever it is. And uh, the owner of Dynasty Football Warehouse, he offered me 
he wanted he wants Doug Martin for me. He's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I want a first. Right. So I'll give you a second. And so at this point, I was like, I, I just declined it. You know what I mean? I'm like, no. I made him another offer. He declined it. And it's kind of like, I don't want Doug Martin. I want to sell him, but I'm not just going to give him away. Right. Exactly. He's a spot. And plus, I kind of spot start him here and there, and I kind of need him. I don't want Doug Martin. I would sell, but I'm not taking. You're not going to just take a, poop. a late second. Uh, yeah, you're not going to take a poop sandwich. To yeah. get, just to get rid of a guy. His team's good. He's got like a, you know, he's like up there in the rank. You know, he's like second, first place, something like that. So it's like, dude, I don't want to leave. I'd rather just have Doug Martin. Right. I don't even like the guy, but I'd rather have him. He's a body. Because eventually somebody will pay. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. If not, I just go down with the ship. I took over the team. It's not really in the world for me. But yeah, Doug Martin, that's what you got. You should be. Uh, this is what we say. Every time he has a really good game, sell. <laughs> yeah, we try. But he will have another good one. Oh yeah, I mean and people are like he's back, baby. Yeah, he'll have another. He'll he'll probably play crappy again next week, and then blow up again the week after that. He's just really unreliable. Yeah, not somebody want to be starting. In the playoffs. Those are yeah, those aren't the kind of guys that I want on my team. So. Yeah, and then you then you lose the first round of playoffs. Like, oh, one of Doug Martin just got more than five points. If he just had six points, I would have won. Right. And you just like I'm like, that's what you get. I'd ra- yeah, I'd rather have the guy that oh you know you're gonna get fifteen from him every week. At least you know what you're gonna get. I wish I knew a guy that was gonna be fifteen every week. I have plenty of guys like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a guru, apparently. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you're killing it. I'm over here. I'm like, I'm going to have like the first or second pick in the draft. I'm having a good year. With the third most points. But actually, I, I, I lost to uh, Juan by like a three. It turned out to be four yards. If I, if I had four more accumulated yards between all my guys. I lost you this week by uh, less than one point. Yeah. Point eight points. It burns, man. Burns real bad. Burns, burns, burns. I'll be okay. I got DeAndre Hopkins coming back. That's the league where I traded LEC for uh, DeAndre Hopkins in. There you go. Somebody uh, and somebody sent me a tweet this week. <laughs> or they mentioned me in a tweet. They're like, somewhere out there at Dynasty Rich is just bellowing and trading for DeAndre Hopkins for Eddie Lacy. <laughs> I just favored him. Like, yeah. Yes. I didn't respond. I was like, yeah. He knows. Yes, I am. He knows. Yep. I am. I am. That's why you sell those guys. And we want to believe me. That's right. Uh, moving on. Moving on, Jameis Winston. Uh, he's basically getting better every week. So, I think we kind of touched on that yep. earlier. And no uh, shock here. No shock. He's going to be legit. Him, Marcus Mariota, are sweet. They'll be. They'll both be better than probably any quarterback that comes out next year. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yep. Picking up what I'm laying down. I picked up what you dropped. Okay. Jordan Matthews had a good game. We mentioned him earlier about. You know, the Sammy Watkins area. He just falls in the category of young player, crazy offense, hurt hand. Yeah, he definitely had those ligament damage, and it was affecting his catching, obviously. Yep. And here and, is a nice little bounce-back game for him, man. Nine receptions on 12 targets, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and I don't think it's like, you know, it might not have this be all year, but it's encouraging about this is what we expect, you know, year three, which is next year. Right. Right, right. You know, on, on like a weekend, week out basis. I mean, maybe not the 133 yards, but you know, seven, eight, nine catches for you know between 80 to 130 yards. Yep. These are guys like you know, even Mike Evans, who's been spotty this year. Mike Evans, Jordan Matthews, Brandon Cooks, Sammy Watkins. I all expect them to be, you know, guys that you just count on a weekend, week out basis next year. Yeah, I mean, three. And, and these guys, uh, they just came off their bye at Philadelphia, too, so maybe they got a little, little, some things ironed out there during the bye. DeMarco Murray was running better as well. 18, Philly looks better. 18 carries for 83 yards and, uh, you know, six receptions for 78 yards, so he's involved in the offense and, and obviously running a lot better than he was earlier in the year. 
Yeah, they're four. I mean, the Eagles are four and four now. It seems like they're starting to kind of. They're starting to click. I mean, they did bit. bring a lot of new pieces in this year. They kind of like blew themselves up internally. It was already like a fast paced team. They have a lot of new pieces there. And it's all kind of starting to click. It does. I mean, it's the same thing. Like these players go to new teams and grass isn't green on the other side. I mean, a huge part of why the Patriots are so good is because they don't have turnover, man. They don't. They're, Tom Brady's been the same system for 13 years. I mean, these guys are all. You can't put enough emphasis on just knowing a playbook inside and out. Yeah. Like in your brain, just you just know everything going on. And then you're just studying tape. You know, you're not same even, coaching staff. Right. You know, same thing with the you know the Bengals. They're so good. I mean, Marvin Lewis has been how many times were people calling for Marvin Lewis's head? But he's been a mainstay there. It's because of consistency, you know, continuity. It's a huge, huge thing, not just for a football team in general, but for, for a quarterback, you know, the receivers. Running backs, yeah, you can plug and play, but it helps the running backs because everybody else knows what they're doing, so you can help the running back out there. Yeah, hit a hole. I mean, I think Philadelphia's offense is a little bit unique, whereas, I mean, they run a very fast pace, and it's almost like a college-type system, so um, it's, like, real spread, and and especially DeMarco Murray had a really tough time. They wanted him to run to the outside more, and then it seemed like now he's finally starting to click in. They started working in some more stuff that works for him. Buy low. Yeah. Well, Another guy who who knows, yeah. Shipping the, you know, Shipping somebody almost oh, Ryan Matthews. Yeah, right, right. And you know, again, one game doesn't change anything, but it's good. It's, everything's encouraging. Everything's you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah. Plus, I mean, all year Demarco Murray's been saved by his PPR. You know, his his receptions there in the PPR leagues. So yeah, and in that game, what kind of sucked was uh, like Darren McFadden, who's been like a PPR machine, did nothing PPR wise. I mean, he had a good game. He had 117 yards rushes, but I mean, he had like no. He had one catch, I think. I remember um, right um yes one one catch on two targets just yeah five so years. it's kind of like because like, I, I know i had Darren mcfadden going i was like what the heck was it you know right. i saw that the game i fell asleep <laughs> and when i woke up i first thing i did was get my phone kind of mcfadden going to see what and i saw the first thing i thought was like it went to overtime there's 33 to 27 i'm like oh man i bet mcfadden did sweet <laughs> and look at he had 12 points i'm like what the, what the, what the I mean, random, like, Cole Beasley blowing up, though, you know? Like, that's not going to happen every week, so he will bounce back, I think, from that. Yeah, he's Cole Beasley, Cole, Cole Beasley was on my watch list, sleeper list at the beginning of the year. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you always have those games. Like, right, I mean, like, the dude caught nine catches, 112 yards, and two touchdowns. Like, that. I mean, that's like his once blow up a, a year type yeah. of game. So you remember the name Cole Beasley. Right. Daz had another good game. Had yeah, a good game. Yeah, it's absolutely. Encouraging. Yeah, I had him in my starting lineups and, and two of the leagues. Me too. Five catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. So even with Matt Castle as quarterback, it, it looks like, you know, you can rely on Des Bryant to be like a probably not Des Bryant that you're used to having, but at least he's still like a low-end wide receiver one type of guy, high-end high, yeah. high end wide receiver two. Yeah, the Cowboys are going nowhere two and six, but with Des back, your fantasy team is finally going somewhere. I know, like, and, in our league, that the one where you just beat me right. by point eight points, like, right. I'm like, I'm four and five. I'm the I'm sixth place, but I feel good about it because now I have Des back. Like I've been, my whole point in the season was like, man, I got to maintain till Des gets back. If I could be in the middle of the pack when Des gets back, I'm okay. You because know, I have LaShawn McCoy, I have DeAndre Hopkins, I have Michael Crabtree, who's kind of like, All right, taking a huge step this year. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean he's playing phenomenal. Shows what a good quarterback will do for somebody. I mean that Oakland offense is that's another up that's, another up and coming offense yeah, that you I mean, want to have a lot of pieces of. Yeah. Which is crazy. Now I'm thinking about it. Like we mentioned it, you know. Okay, so what? You know, we were talking about Jacksonville. Okay, you have Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson, Blake Bortles, 
and TJ Yeldon. And Julius Thomas, yep. And Julius Thomas. Mm-hmm. In Oakland, you could have Amari Cooper, who's probably the best player of all those. Right, right. Michael Crabtree, you can say what it is. He's playing phenomenal. He's a wide receiver one. Yep. Derek Carr, who looks great. Latavius, in, Latavius Murray is a little bit hit or miss there. I don't, I'm not a big fan, but I'm not a huge fan either. I think he he'll be he's somebody hey, the way he, his running style, the upright running, how big he is. I see him getting hurt down the road, and he relies on speed too. Right. And then you know we do we all agree we liked Clive Walford coming out. Yeah, I don't think he's established himself, but yeah, I wouldn't three mind years have, tight end. I wouldn't mind having him on my team. Raiders, I mean, it's yeah. crazy. We're talking about the Raiders and Jaguars. They're like two young offenses. I would love to have like a lot of shares in Dynasty right now. Again, it gives me hope as a Browns fan. We can turn it around in just a few years. <sighs> Josh Gordon, <laughs> Travis Bet. Give me a break. I'm sorry. Laquan Treadwell. There you go. Yeah. Gotta give me some love. I'm telling you, man, going in this year, and here, me and Mike were talking about this too. Like, we're not like overly excited about this draft class coming in right. this year. And Mike's like, I want to get some shares like for 17. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, mm-hmm. and I told him the same way because I, I picked up the extra first. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to kind of do that too. And Mike's like, Mike. Mike text, texted me. He's like, I think I'm going to try and get extra shares for this next year's draft. And when it comes, when the draft gets close, I'm going to try and sell them all sell for them 17 for the shares. Years, yep. You know, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, man. There's going to be this year's draft class. I mean, I like Josh Dotson. I like Ezekiel Elliott. And I like Laquan Treadwell a lot. And you know, when the draft gets close, you know, people will get. Yeah, people will rise up. Will rise up yep. a little bit. It'll be like the John Browns who come out of nowhere. But for me, like, that's what I saw when I traded D'Angelo today. It's like, okay, if I want a draft pick this year, I want one or two. I want either Ezekiel Elliott or I want Laquan Treadwell. Those mm-hmm. are the two rookies I really, really want. Um, I like Josh Dotson too, and but you know, I want a top three pick this year. Cause I'm, I'm I'm the same bandwagon. Like I feel like this year, if I can get away with it at some point as the draft season comes upon me, of trading some 16 first if it's like a mid to late first for 17 first. Like well, I, I, I honestly I haven't looked into it enough to 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 really verify that um, idea, but I, it, as long as it you know pans out like that later on, then yeah, true. absolutely, yeah, you never know. I mean, Nick Chubb's already out for the year with the torn ACL, so right. whatever it is. Um, and let's last but not least, let's finish this up with a little guy uh, that we liked. Well, me and Mike kind of liked coming out early, Jeremy Langford at Michigan State. I yeah, I honestly I just I I never really got on board with him, but he looked good, man. Um, Obviously, I think uh, what's his name got the start, Kadeem Carey, but it, he only got seven carries and he only got twenty eight yards. You know, did so he they, get a start? Yeah, he I actually. Langford started. No, he Kadeem Carey came out and got the actual like whatever token start or whatever. You know and, why? Got, like, the I first missed carries. the very first start of the game because I was I kept going back and forth between a World Series of Poker. Uh huh. Yeah, so Kadeem Carey actually started the game, but then Langford took over and, and basically yeah, ran with eighteen it. carries to yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know, they both averaged four point zero yards per carry, the same. Uh huh. But I think Langford's obviously the guy there to own. But yeah. I, but uh, what's his name? The the coach uh, John Fox there. He like ob- he just he leans toward he leans towards veterans in everything. So that's why yeah. Carey got the start there. And Langford's like a good forte comp. You know, he catches the ball well. As you saw, he had an amazing catch. Yeah, yeah. You know, that 31-yard catch, it was an amazing catch. I mean, he had three catches for 70 yards, but if you saw the one where he just laid out like a receiver, he had really good catching ability at Michigan State. He was on the, he's like, you know, he's a one-cut guy, a bigger guy with speed that gets upfield, mm-hmm. and he looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. He looked better <laughs> than I thought. Um, I, Yeah, there you go. 
It's about as high, like that's what like when I thought like if he's gonna be successful, that would he that's what he would look like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with a little bit more catches, like almost an Matt. But I mean, literally, it was a comp of Matt Forte's. Like I'd comp him. And and Forte's probably mo- he's most likely gonna be out again this week. So I mean, yeah. if, if you got to lean on uh, Langford, go for it. I think it's a it's a solid start. Yeah, I mean, it's well, why you grab those guys in the second round like this again. Running backs, you know, you want to. It's nice to have a good depth at running back of these young guys because all it takes all of a sudden here you are week ten. Langford started. He's a running back one this week. Right. One of the top fantasy scorers and plug and play kind of guys. You know, it's it's even better to handcuff in dynasty because you can you have bigger depth charts. Absolutely. So that sounds like a, so that's week ten. That's it, man. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Next week's a week eleven, then twelve. So that's how then that works. Thirteen. Okay. So I think like our hundredth episode will be like as like the fantasy season's coming to an end. It should be right around either. It'll be definitely playoff time, right? Yeah, we still got to come up with a a way how we're gonna give out a t shirt. I don't know. I feel like the hundredth episode's so big. I feel like we should almost give out two t shirts. Whoa, man! I mean, because we won't do it again until the two hundredth episode, right? Well, wouldn't you give two away at the two hundredth episode? Hmm, that might be two. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just yeah. I know it's just a number, but I feel like a hundred episodes is a pretty big accomplishment. It is a big accomplishment. We can give we can give away two, and people I are just, still listening. Yeah, if you want us to give us, they way, might not be listening still because we're just kind of rambling on back and forth. We talk right about now? free dynasty swag. We talk oh. about people are tuning in, they're listening very close. Like, how do I get this shirt? How do I get this shirt? Well, we haven't figured it out yet. So no, we... <laughs> maybe we'll find figure out a way where it's just one shirt. Yeah, maybe we'll figure out a way where it's two shirts. Maybe in- we'll go total recall on you. Whoa. <laughs> Three today. Oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we're going to do that for sure. There will be at least one shirt given away for the 100th episode. If you'd like to buy a shirt in the meantime, hey, though. Hey, there you go. If you don't want to just be the guy that sits around and waits for something yeah. to fall in your lap. Yeah, take be, the initiative. Be that go-getter. Yeah, get on DynastyNerds.com. Click on the shop button. Boom. 18 bucks, you get the sweetest Dynasty Nerd shirt in the world. Oh, absolutely. It's a one of a kind. It is. Well, it's a, yeah. It'll be one of a kind amongst your friends. I hope likely. so. Yeah. Most of are selling illegal Dynasty Nerd <laughs> swag. I'm just saying your friend could have one as well. Yeah, buy your if friend he, one. If he bought one. Yeah, buy the winner. Buy the winner of your guys' league a Dynasty Nerd shirt. Yeah, that's right. Or, or you know, even better, buy the loser one. He probably needs it more than Ooh, the winner. Ooh, true story. He probably needs it more than the winner. That's a good idea, everybody. Yeah. In the beginning of the year, every, next year, everybody throws in a buck, a dollar fifty. Depends how big your league is. And then uh, the winner gets a Dynasty Nerd t-shirt. Yeah, there you go. Everybody comes out a winner. There it is. You pay for, uh, you, every two leagues will uh, pay for that podcast for a month. That'd be awesome. Yeah, somebody's got to pay for this. I'm buying a new house, man. <laughs> I'm poor. That's right. Yeah. I got a pool to take care of now. Wow. Look at you, big time. No, it's not. No. no. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You going to help me move? Uh, I might be busy that week. <laughs> I might be. I told, I told uh, my wife that, too. I was like, because uh, when I was out this weekend, a couple people told me to help me move. I'm like, yeah. I was like, the only thing that sucks about that is, like, then you got to help them move if they want to move. Yes. I don't want to help anybody move. It's the worst. But I'll, I'll help you move. You know. All right. I'm going to do it in one fall swoop, I think. I think I'm going to get like a big truck. Yeah, get a big truck and get like five guys. Well, because of my foreign business, people think like, oh, you have these vans, you get a little all this in vans and then drive back. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I don't want. 100 trips. Yeah, yeah it's a 20 minute drive. 15, like, it's 40 minutes going there and back. I'm like, I ain't got time for that. I got a podcast. I got to, I, I just, we got to figure out a way to make sure the podcast, like, doesn't miss a beat. Like, honey, we got to move on a Wednesday because that gives us a week to record on a Tuesday. That's right, man. All you got to do is really good. Yeah, it's only a few things. But you know what? At the same time, it's going to be in January. 
Oh, yeah. Because so we're going to Disney. I think we're not going to move until after we get back from Disney. I want to put some stuff in the house. So I think it'd be in off season, anyways. So we'll probably do the weekend. We'll start recording the weekends and double, doing double up and then double up on the shows. Yeah, well, then we'll still be in NFL season, so we won't be able to do yet. But you know, we can at least record on the weekend. Okay. Well, enough of our rambling. No, what about me? It's about me. God, I'm the host. I was, all um, I want to do is go home, man. I know. It's like, <laughs> but in the meantime, if you have any questions going on, then and you, you know you want to get personal, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. Uh, you can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Don't get personal with me. It depends how personal you want to get. Nah, you want to talk total recall, bond, <laughs> uh, new Star Wars stuff, or any kind of thing to do with fantasy football or Kevin Smith movies. I guess I'm available for all that stuff. Just nothing more personal than that. Yeah, yeah. Don't Cre- ask me how creepers. my wife's boobs feel <laughs> when she's sleeping. I get in the bed at midnight. <laughs> Are you awake? Dude, we got to cut this off. Man. We're, <laughs> we're rambling. Uh, so that's it. If you make sure you get on the site, dynastynerds.com, click on all the great articles and the rankings on there on a daily basis. We'll be back next week. Way less personal, I promise. This is I good. crossed the line. This got painful. Yes, it did. <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.